Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And uh, the last time we were together, we talked about uh, uh, satisfaction. We were looking at uh, uh, being disappointed, and then we looked at satisfaction. And uh, we're going to look at satisfaction again, but we're going to be looking at part three. And part three is redemption. We looked at finding uh, satisfaction and then uh, possessing satisfaction, taking satisfaction. And then uh, today we're going to be looking at redemption. And I'm going to move on, and we are in Lesson 25. Uh, I think that, yeah, 25. And uh, just move to our main screen here. Okay. So, let us just continue on with our, our study. And in redemption and redeeming all things, God becomes our wisdom. And uh, we find this uh, uh, in Scripture uh, in a lot of different places. Now, to find satisfaction, we must follow God's example and receive his possession. But that's not enough. In the third reason for looking for the Lord's satisfaction, uh, we have to find uh, redemption. Uh, we have to be redeemed. God's example and God's empowerment are wonderful things, but they are not enough to satisfy us with just wisdom. If God merely demonstrated uh, and this or distribute wisdom, it would be bad news for sinful people. God's example would crush us, uh, for the empowerment would condemn us. You know, if we look at God, uh, perfect judgment, we are condemned. So he doesn't just leave it there. Instead, he becomes wisdom for us. The eternal God entered the world as a man, Jesus Christ, and he did it for us, what we could not do for ourselves. And that is find and keep wisdom. He shows us wisdom, he gives us wisdom, and best of all, he becomes our wisdom. And that's found in 1 Corinthians uh, 1, verse 30. Now, Jesus lived without uh, a trace of foolishness, and should have been rewarded with long life, riches, honor, pleasantness, and peace. However, considering what he got, and here's five things that he got. Instead of gaining long life, he died a premature death in our place. And then, instead of keeping riches, he chose relationship with God instead. He was abandoned on the cross but his heaven, by his heavenly Father. And then three, instead of receiving honor, uh, he experienced great shame in the physical nakedness of his crucifixion and the spiritual darkness of his substitute, substitution when he became sin for us. And then instead of finding pleasure, uh, a straight path to God, he was cut off from the fellowship with the one he loved most. And then the last one, number five, 
instead of enjoying peace, he was attacked by God and man. Wow. Yet in dying our death, he brought us life. And it says this in 1 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he was uh, he, he made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. After God accepted Jesus' sacrificial death on our behalf, he raised Jesus up. Wow. Now, continuing on in uh, redeeming all things, God became wisdom for us. And this is what, what happened afterwards. He came back from the dead, acquired an indestructible life. Uh, his relationship with God, true riches, was restored, and he took his seat at God's right hand. His shame gave way to unprecedented honor, for every knee will bow at his name. And the pleasantness, unhinged straightness to his way to God was restored, and this restoration is not just for him, but also for all those who love him. Uh, and then the last one, number five, as was foretold at his birth, he brought glory to God in heaven and peace on earth to those who whom God is pleased. Well, in short, Jesus lived wisely, and we could not. So he took our place. Upon doing so, he suffered the consequences for our foolishness, so that we who are fools could reap the satisfying reward of his wisdom. Such is wisdom, except God's rescue. That is the wisest thing to do. You're drowning in your sin, and you're reaching out, and God will rescue you. Okay, finding satisfaction in Jesus. And uh, as we continue on looking at satisfaction, uh, really, our satisfaction is in Jesus. God's examples show us the way to uh, satisfaction. He empowers, his empowerment fuels our search for satisfaction. But most important, his son motivates our satisfaction and makes it possible because he showed us that the Lord satisfies Satisfaction is more important than our own. Yeah, we don't have to be satisfied, but God does. That's the most important thing. Jesus satisfi satisfied God, God's justice, so we could be satisfied by his mercy. Jesus filled himself with our sin, so we could be filled with his righteousness. Jesus is ready. We have only to ask for him. Uh, for more of him, and we'll be the more satisfied, or the most satisfied people on the planet. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. John sixteen twenty four. Wisdom pushes us towards the Lord to rub shoulders with his Son, who is our life. Wow. Well, if you could 
If you are unhappy romantically, you might look to Jesus, example to show you how to love. You might even ask for his spirit to help you love rightly. In the end, however, you'd only hope is to rest in the fact that Jesus already loved and respected you. Uh, he suffered for you. He suffered for your failures to obey him, and God uh, treats you as his sons or daughters, as through Jesus' obedience you were owned. God owned you, and he saved you. It's all of God. Uh, drawing nearer to the Lord through the grace of Christ will melt your heart and conform you to his heart. That it won't be so bad if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. All you need is Christ. If you do get hitched, you'll do it for Jesus and not yourself, which is so much more satisfying. It's okay if another person lets you down, because Jesus never will. He will never let you down, never forsake you. I know someone, and this was written by somebody else, by the way, but I'll read it to you. I know someone who is really satisfied with his life. He had a high-powered professional career, a beautiful and delightful girlfriend, a lovely home in the heart of a large city, and a perfect home theater system. He had plenty of golf buddies. His future looked good. His goals are clear. And the author of this says, I love this man, and I pray that he'll get to know Jesus. I've tried telling him about the good news, but how do you uh, convince someone that he needs Jesus when he already has everything he wants. What concerns me most is not that he wants too much, but that he doesn't really want enough. He settles for small corporate pleasures, but doesn't see that these things will end up letting him down. Please pray for him and for others you know like him, that your quest for satisfaction would climax in the best place possible, and that's with Jesus. Well, as we come to the end of our, our podcast here, uh, and letting uh, and let's be the kind of people who turn to the Lord for our satisfaction and reject his joy and glory in everything we do. Well, so far we've looked at uh, you know, wisdom and disappointment. We looked at wisdom now and satisfaction. And, that, and we're going to end with uh, this here, right here. But we now come to the last two things, humility and hope. And in the following podcast, we will be looking at these topics, wisdom and humility and wisdom and hope. And we find these in Proverbs three twenty-seven through 35 and Proverbs 4 verses 1 through 27. So we're going to be looking at those as we continue on uh, in our study in uh, the book of Proverbs. And again, as usual, I am going to just end with God is out here, and you can find him in your Bible. Just open your Bibles. 
And please read, and you will find all these things that we're talking about when it comes to wisdom. So, with that said, I'm going to end my podcast, and have a great day, and God bless until next time. Uh, Have a great day.